Welcome to the Jacksonville High School 912 podcast, focusing on high school students and athletes to reach their full potential. Today's podcast is brought to you by our partners, Duval Motors, Bono's Barbecue, Land South Construction, PGA Tour Superstore, Fortegra, CSI Companies, Arco Group, U.S. Assure, WJXT Channel 4, and Tenton XL. Here's this week's show. Welcome to another edition of the High School 912 podcast. We are so excited about today's guest. But before we get into that, do want to remind those folks we are going to be doing uh, with our High School 912 platform, we'll be doing a uh, athletic recruiting seminar on February 12th at Wilson High School at 6.30 p.m. Uh, all you got to do is go on to our High School 912 website, Jack's highschool912.com to register. We do need some kind of course of attendance uh, and register. Come here if you're interested in playing sports in college. Maybe you're not that high, high blue chipper being recruited on the Division One level, but you want to play in Division Two or Division Three or NAIA. Come to Wilson High School February 12th at 6.30 p.m. Hear from representatives from the NCAA. Hear from representatives from different coaches on that level. And parents... You can come too. Student athletes, you come too. Even if you're a coach and you want to learn more about the system, feel free to come. Just go to jackshighschool912.com to register. I'm Alan Verlander, uh, and I run Airstream Ventures, which is the company that runs High School 912. And we are, like I said, so excited about today's guest. Um, We have in studio today Dr. Diana Green. She is the superintendent for Duval County Public Schools. We're so excited to have you and talk a little bit about what's going on in the school system right now. Well, I'm very excited to be here. So, okay, what we do is we get into some business stuff first, but tell us a little bit about yourself, the Mm -hmm. listeners that want to hear what makes Dr. Green tick? Obviously, you love working, you love education, you love kids, you love teachers. But if when you're not doing that, what do you just enjoy doing for downtime? Wow. Well, I first have to figure out when am I having downtime. But, <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> but um, I think I, the thing about me is uh, I was a student athlete and I still love sports today. I play tennis. I try to, you know, I'm a part of a a group of ladies. We try to every now and then try to get out there on the court. But we all live such busy lives that, you know, this weekend we tried six different times to play tennis and we none of us could get a time that all four of us could be there on the court. So I love to play tennis, Uh, spending time with my with my wonderful husband um, we're empty nesters now, so we we enjoy being able to go wherever we want to go. And as I said, I grew up as a student athlete, and our youngest son was a student athlete. And so much of our time used to be traveling, watching him play baseball. Right, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, we were travel ball, you know, so from young, when he was a like in second grade, we have followed him playing baseball. And now it's like we have to figure out, oh, what are we going to do? It's spring break. Normally we'd be following our son somewhere, but now it's, oh, we can do whatever we want to do. That's right. Though we enjoyed it immensely. That was one of those were some of the best years of, of our life of following him. We, we did that, too. And so it's it is nice to have a break, though. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 hard because you form these bonds with these families that you do life with for so long. 
and now your kids are gone and we're all in our busy jobs and it's like, okay, we got to kind of recreate ourselves again here. Absolutely. But for our son, the wonderful thing is he graduated college and now he lives in New York and he rooms with two of his former baseball buddies. And so he's also formed those those bonds, relationships with other student athletes. And now they are enjoying life in the big city of New York. And we're just very proud of him uh, for being able to move beyond baseball into another career. And, and that's what I hope for the students that are in Duval County Public Schools that play sports, uh, utilize it as an opportunity to pay for your college. If, if you are at that level um, and understand that always have a plan B and C. And for our son, he was very fortunate that he did have those other plans beyond playing um, what he thought he was going to play professional sports. But it doesn't work out for everyone, and sometimes talent isn't what holds you back. His case, he was injured, and you just need to be prepared to move forward, and he's done such a great job, much better than I have. I've, I'm still hanging on to it. <laughs> we all try to hang on. We all try to hang on. Yeah. So let's go into, um, you've, you've been on the job now seven months, um, and why, what made you want to be an educator? I mean, what made you, what, at what point in your life mm-hmm. um, did you say, you know, I want to I give my life to this? Um, obviously, I've got a family and I want to do that. But professionally, um, this is what I want to do. I want to educate kids. At, at what point in your life did you kind of say, that's what I want to do? That's my mm-hmm. calling. Well, I would like to say I had a profound moment, but I can't say that. Um, my dad, my dad uh, retired from the Air Force. And he be, he became a teacher. My dad was an auto mechanic in the Air Force. And uh, when we moved back to Ocala, which is where my mom is from, uh, the high school, the local high school needed an auto mechanics teacher. And my dad became a teacher. And I just saw what he did. And I thought, you know, I think I could do that, too. And actually, I went off to college and teaching wasn't the first thing I, I was going to be a computer scientist and I after I got into it I didn't like it and so I thought well I don't particularly want to teach high school students I think I would rather teach elementary and the passion didn't come until I was actually on the job and I saw the need and I saw that you know I had this ability to develop relationships with young people in a way that would be positive for them that, uh, you know, along with teaching, and, and I came in the profession at a time when high-stakes testing wasn't the be-all, end-all. Right, sure. And so what really was the be, it was more of an art back then. And now it's become more of a science where we have to be very strategic. We have to uh, understand where students are in their learning progression and, and try to reach them where they are and move them forward. And that's why I have an amazing passion for our teachers, because I know it's just a very different world than when I was a teacher. But I still understand the challenges that they face each and every day. And uh, as a teacher, I think I was a good teacher. But today I probably would be an awesome teacher. Uh, and I just enjoy going into classrooms, seeing awesome teachers um, demonstrate the passion that they have for this profession and um, 
facilitating that learning process for our young people. Mm. Well, I, I can tell you, you've been here seven months now, and I've told you this off the air and, and tell you on the air. I mean, the, the feedback that I just hear in the community is very positive. You're bringing a positive energy to everything, um, which we know, you know, when you create a vision and you put some positive thoughts around it, a lot of times that's how things come to fruition. So you've been here, you've, you've had the opportunity to be here before you were the superintendent and then you've come back. So you knew a little bit about Duval County, what challenges we faced, those kinds of things. So now that you've sat in the chair now, uh, seven months, um, you know, what, what are, what are a couple of the challenges, um, that we face as a County with our public education system, but what are some, uh, a couple of great things that are happening that maybe people don't know about. Mm -hmm. um, share a couple of those with us. Well, the great things that are happening in the school district is just that people don't know about them, such as our academies. Every high school has an academy that is um, uh, what we call an attractor. That means students have to apply and, and be accepted into those academies. And many of those students are... Um, passing industry certification. A lot of people always walk up to me, how come we don't teach vocational ed anymore? Well, we do. We do. <laughs> we teach. We, we, they're just, it's just not called vocational ed anymore. And many people don't. It's called career and technical education. Uh, we have two high schools that that's all they teach is career and technical education. Frank H. Peterson and A. Philip Randolph. They have culinary arts, construction, um, plumbing, uh, engineering, IT, uh, they have a plethora of programs that are available to students that, you know, they're not sure whether they want to go to college, but these programs also allow them to earn industry certification. So they have uh, a, a heads up in, in any type of post-secondary. And some of those industry certs uh, can lead to jobs that right out of high school. Many of our high school students are involved in apprenticeships. Uh, today, I was just at Inglewood High School um, touring their advanced, manufacturer, advanced manufacturing early college program. These students um, have summer internships with Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson sponsors this um, early college program. And so when students, if they complete the entire program from ninth grade to 12th grade, they graduate with a high school diploma and also an AS degree, all, already completed. And our first cohort graduated this past year, and every single one of those individuals are now going to a university for an engineering degree. Wow. Um, so Johnson & Johnson started, you know, wanting so that students could leave high school and then enter into their workplace. Well, they're just as equally happy that, oh, now we hope that these students who go off and get engineering degrees are now going to come back to Jacksonville and work for Johnson & Johnson. So we have many of those at, at our high schools. And this year we're excited that we're starting a brand new academy at um, Westside High School and First Coast High School. And that is the Teacher Academy. It will be probably one of the first of its kind in the state of Florida. Uh, you may have heard we have a teacher shortage, just a national teacher shortage. And this academy is developing young people to have a passion for teaching. And um, we are working with partners to have paid internships so that they can work after school in after school programs. And then through our summer camps, they'll be able to work and receive a paid internship. 
We also have partnered with our local universities. Um, they are developing ways to provide grants. So when a student graduates from the teacher academy, again, they will have a high school diploma. They'll have an AA degree and the possibility of scholarships already paying for the full ride for the remainder two years at that university. We are partnering with Edward Waters College, FSCJ, and University of North Florida. And we're, we're just real excited about this opportunity for our students and our community to grow our own educators to help um, continue uh, providing these programs for students that, that kind of have an idea about what they want to do. Right, sure. And now they can see this progression in high school. And I, I think it's also flexible enough that when they graduate, if they decide this isn't really what, they, they still have a leg up of having, an, in this case, an AA degree and in the case of Inglewood High School, an AS degree. Yeah, and, and I think your, your point is well taken. It's just an uh, those are so many great programs for these kids um, that maybe not every kid is going to college, but now they can we can immediately get them into their vocation and their passion. Um, so, tell us a little bit about the challenges that you face. What are what are some of the things that um, you think as a, a county we need to be focused on and need to be educated about? Well, one of the major challenges is the age of our facilities. Uh, when you look at the age of our facilities, many of our facilities can receive Social Security. So that means they're more than 62 years old um, based on the date that it was erected. Um, if you look at the, the state of Florida uses a different formula. Um, so based on that formula, they are the average of 44 years old. But if you just look at the date on the building that it said it was erected, Many of most of our buildings are um, somewhere between 40 to oh, up to 100. We have a building that's 120 years old. So wow. the aging of our facilities is a major area of concern because um, we we know that you take pride when when I go to work every day. I have so much pride that I'm going down to to DCPS building and. Um, the beautiful um, environment where our particular building is located. It, it just sort of inspires you to really, yeah, I don't know, it just gets you. Yes, right you see there. the river and it just really inspires, uh, I think, creativity and, and just a wonderful workspace. But if you're, um, if every day you go to a facility and, you know, it doesn't look like our newer school facilities, it, it has a, an ability to impact you emotionally, how you feel about your school. And so we have to go out to our community and talk to our parents and community members about the age of our facilities and what we want for students today. Students today can't go to a classroom that has a chalkboard and chalk. That's not the way of teaching and learning uh, in the 21st century. Um, technology is uh, needs to be engaging. Uh, we are looking at different environments where students have the ability to collaborate and uh, be able to interact with one another because that is what the workplace is telling us that they need in employees, employees who know how to work as a team, employees who can conversate with one another, communicate, whether it is in written form or verbally. And the spaces that some of our schools are in, 
does not con- is not conducive to that type of learning because of the age of the facility. Right. And we are in the beginning stages of developing a comprehensive plan for the um, sort of the the feel and look of what our facilities should be. And part of that is listening to our community. We can't do this alone. We need everyone to engage. And it kind of hinges on one of something I've started, Team Duval, that we all have to get off the bench and get into the game. And getting into the game might be showing up to a parent-teacher conference. Getting into the game might be uh, being part of the school advisory council. Getting in the game might be contributing to some of our high schools and the programs that they are um, operating on their campus, after-school programs. But we need to ensure that the community has been heard on this issue of aging facilities. I was going to ask you about Team Duval. So I know the couple times we've spoken, Team Duval is your big thing, and it's that uniting factor of, hey, you may go to this high school or this high school, but we're all Team Duval. We're all under the same county. So, um, you know, how, how has that been received? How how as it permeates through all the different schools, um, through the teachers, through the principals, all of that. Um, I think what you're saying is we all have to do our part, whether it's small or big, and whatever you can do uh, to your capacity, that's what you're trying to inspire people to do. Absolutely. Um, It's been well-received. I had kind of chuckled now because uh, people, whether they're other organizations, businesses, Many times I'll get an email. I want to be a member of Team Duval. (laughs) (laughs) How do I join? How how do I join? Well, they usually can tell me how they want to join. (laughs) But it's been um, uh, sort of humbling to know that that caught on. I didn't know it would catch on as uh, easily and quickly and that people identify with that. Uh, as I said earlier, Team Duval is not about everybody can't be the MVP player. Everybody can't be the first string player, but everybody can contribute, which means everybody um, at some point can't stay on the sidelines. They can't sit on the bench and, you know, whether they want to sit on the bench and complain or sit on the bench and say, you know, you should have let me in and things would be better. We want you to find that niche that works for you and how you can be a positive impact to our school district. And so when you figure that out, uh, get off the bench, find a way to get in the game, and support our students. We serve over 30,000, 130,000, 130,000 students. And as a city, um, they are, I hate to be with that cliche, they are our future. And if we don't, invest in them, then our city has the the opportunity of not being as great as it as 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 great as I see it today, it can be even greater. Right. Um a lot of people call it the bold city. Well, um if we want to continue being the bold city, we we need to make sure we invest in our students. We gotta be bold. We gotta get off the couch. So if if um if you're listening to this and you're like, well I need to I probably do need to do more than join Team Duval, and I'm sure um, uh, Dr. Green would be more than willing to tell you how to get on that team. So speaking of teams, we got a couple more minutes here left on uh, this podcast. You had two football teams uh, win state championships this year. 
How exciting was that? I know you were down there for both of those games, cheering on Mandarin and cheering on Reigns, and I, I kept seeing the tweets and everything from you and Tammy and, and all of that. That had to be really exciting for you in your first fall as a uh, <laughs> superintendent to go. Not only do we have one, Reigns has been right. pretty good the last couple of years. Here we have Mandarin, um, the biggest classification in the state, win it right here in our backyard. That had to be pretty exciting. That was um it is very hard to articulate the feeling that I had standing and I got to stand on the sidelines. So it was just <laughs> an awesome feeling to um be a part of Team Duval uh right there on the field and you know when Reigns won, they were the first on Thursday night, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'll feel we won one and right. you know and then when we came to Mandarin in about halftime, I thought, hey, we could have two state champions. I don't think there's ever been a district to have two state champions. Maybe Dade County because they're the largest district in the state of Florida and one of the largest in the nation. But it it was just a phenomenal feeling. And to to understand, especially with Rains High School, what happened at the very beginning of the school year, exactly. the tragedy that happened, and then you know, us having this press conference, making major sweeping changes on, you know, when football games would be played. And and I I just have to say, my students did not complain. They did not want to come down to the district office and say, why are you changing our games? Everyone just said, you know what? We need to make this change. We need to make sure our students feel safe and that these high attendance games were moving on Saturday. And to go from that to two state championships is a true testament of an example of Team Duval working together for our students. Exactly, and we had several teams that were a game or two away from playing in that state championship too. So a lot of um, a lot of that. And then all the other sports, um, you know, and just all what I've seen in our fine arts programs and just all the extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. after school activities. Um, we have so many talented youth here in our, our city. And um, that's part of High School 912 mission, quite frankly. And, and we've talked about that is really to um, expose these kids to more and more and more and expose them to the community. A lot of people in our community just simply don't know. And so it's an education process of your job and your staffs. And, and that's partly why High School 912 was created, to help get that out that word out there about all the great things that are done, but not escaping the challenges. We got challenges. So if somebody says and is listening to this, man, I want to help. I'm, I'm inspired by what she's doing. I really want to help her. What's the best way that they get involved? Well, really, first is figuring out how do you feel like you can help. Uh, my email address is on the district website, and you probably the easiest thing is just email uh, greendy at duvalschools.org and tell me, hey, I want to be a member of Team Duval. This is what I want to do. And then I will direct them to the right person. Right. Uh, I don't have all the answers, and I... I have a an amazing staff that will take that person, uh, direct them to here's where you can volunteer or if you want to make a contribution to a particular program, this is how you do it. And many times you can just go directly to the school because most people want to do something, but many of them want to do something for certain schools. And if that is the case, they can go directly to the school, contact the school principal, 
and fill out the appropriate paperwork to volunteer and, and go through the background check. And, and we will gladly find uh, a spot on the team for you. Well, I can tell you from experience, you are very responsive, whether it's you or a member of your staff. Any time we've had correspondence, it's been a pretty immediate. Uh, and so um, if there is something that you want to do to help uh, the county and um, be inspired by Dr. Green and her staff's vision of this Team Duval, make sure you look it up. Go to uh, the website and, um, and send Dr. Green an email. Uh, and be a part of this new vision of, of what we're trying to do. Um, I want to thank you so much for your time. We're going to get you on more and more of this because as as the months and or let's just say as the, the weeks and months go on, there's going to be more stuff that happens in Duval County. And we want to make sure that we use this podcast as a mouthpiece for you and your staff to say these are all the things that uh, are going great. So thank you for your time today and uh, anything you know that, that we can do to help um, we are definitely on Team Duval from High School 912 and uh, just appreciate uh, all your vision and energy that you bring into our county. Well, thank you so much. I do. I would be remiss if I left the podcast without thanking my school board members. They have been phenomenal. They are um, inspired to work hard for their constituents in their districts. And, and it's just been an awesome seven months. And I look forward to seven months turning into hope. Seven years. Who, who knows? Yes, right. yeah. You never know. We are, we are very fortunate to have a great superintendent and a great school board because leadership is everything in this. So thank you for all that y'all are doing. I do want to remind you in this High School 912 podcast, again, we opened up this podcast with our athletic recruiting seminar on February 12th at uh, our Duval County Public School Wolfson High School over on the south side. It starts at 630 for all more information on this recruiting seminar, uh, go to jackshighschool912.com and you can get all the information. Sign up and come here about how to become a college athlete. Well, I am Alan Verlander with Airstream Ventures and High School 912 for Dr. Diana Green, the superintendent of Duval County Schools. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and um, we want to thank all of our sponsors for making this possible for High School 912. We'll be back with you again here in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Jacksonville High School 912 podcast, focusing on high school students and athletes to reach their full potential. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners, Duval Motors, Bono's Barbecue, Land South Construction, PGA Tour Superstore, Fortegra, CSI Companies, Arco Group, U.S. Assure, WJXT Channel 4, and 1010XL.